there's one thing they didn't tell you when you started out on your journey as a beauty business owner, just how many decisions you were going to have to make every single day. So what if there was a way to very simply and quickly make those decisions so that you don't end up hiding from them or fall into that procrastination zone? Well, in today's episode, that's exactly what I'm going to show you how to do. And I'm going to show you how to do it in just five quick and easy steps. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. The problem is that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner, dedicated to helping you grow your business, to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm going to help you transform your business starting today. Hello, Adam here, and welcome along to the Beauty Business Podcast. Decisions, decisions, decisions. I mean, there are so many decisions to make as a beauty business owner that you may have stopped recognizing them as decisions anymore. Things like from which invoices to pay, to what hours to open, to how many staff to schedule and when, to what offers and promotions to put on, to whether you should be ordering your next product order yet. Seriously, the list just goes on and on. From tiny little spur of the moment decisions to great big, you know, direction of your business type decisions, it's nonstop. And above all, it's draining. Now, in fact, there is a theory of management philosophy that we as humans actually have a finite number of decisions in us to make each day. And as we use those decisions up, our ability to make more is diminished to the point where we'd rather go hide in a corner than have to make one more decision. And this is exactly the reason why I always myself, or I try to always myself, plan out my next day's schedule the day before. So that the first thing I'm not having to do on the next day is to figure out what I should be doing that day. If I've already made those decisions the day before, then I can simply get into getting stuff done for that day. So if you've ever felt like that, have you? Have you ever felt just decisioned out? I mean, I know I have. So what are the natural side effects of this? Well, procrastination for one. Would you call yourself a procrastinator or are you not sure? How about you get back to me on that later? See what I did there. Now, equally as bad is being in the ignorance is bliss game, you know, also known as ignoring decisions or sticking your head in the sand and hoping that whatever the thing is that you need to make a decision about simply goes away. Now, the problem is decisions to do with businesses rarely just go away of their own accord. And more often than not, if you ignore them or put off making a decision, well, they usually kind of grow, get bigger, get more urgent, get a bit more scarier. So what's the answer then? Well, Okay, I've got a bit of a confession to make here. I've been keeping something from you guys, something that I probably should have shared with you a long time ago. I'm not proud of keeping this a secret all to myself, so today I'm going to tell all. It's time to tell you about my not remotely sexy, but oh-so-freeing beauty business decision maker. Now, in reality, this is a tool that I've been using pretty much for the last 20 years, and well, it's about time I shared this with you all. So what is it? Well, in a nutshell, it's a tool and it's a process that I created. Well, 
Okay, I took it from some obscure book on time management and I adapted it for my own use. But as I've never seen anything else like it, let's just go with I created it. So it's a process that you can walk yourself through no matter how decisioned out you are in a day. And it will help you move past procrastination and avoid hiding in a dark corner as you methodically work through a decision to arrive at the very best outcome. Now, I should point out here, a great big caveat over this, it will not guarantee you the perfect decision every time. If it did, then I'd have made some much better choices as to which shares to buy over the years, and I'd be writing this article from my yacht in the Mediterranean. So I can't guarantee it's the perfect decision, but I can promise you that it will help you make the best decision for you right now based on the information that you have. And when it comes to decisions, that's really all you can do. So long as you're happy with the decision, that it feels right, it feels comfortable, well, that's really what we want, isn't it? The procrastination and the desire to hide in a corner aren't because we can't make decisions. It's because we're just not sure what to do some of the time. And that's what my process cures. Now, another thing I will say is that in these, in the sort of abstract, this seems possibly seems like quite a lot to do to make a decision. And yes, you probably won't use this to decide something as simple as, you know, what music to put on in the salon today or what to have for lunch. But any significant decision, I guarantee you this will help. So just wait until the next time that you need to make one which is likely going to be in the next 24 hours, and then come back and follow this process. Okay, so it all starts with a piece of paper, but not just any piece of paper, my Beauty Business Decision Maker, which you can download for absolutely nothing by going to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 97. But you can look at it later. Don't worry if you don't have it in front of you right now, but just know that I've created this for you with all the handy sections that you need to fill in and to work through it. So once again, you aren't having to decide what to do next. You simply just have to follow the process. Okay, so first of all, give your decision a name, right? Let's use an example that we're going to work through this process with, something we're all familiar with, the question of whether to raise your prices. So let's just say our decision is called pricing, something simple. Okay, now we're off. Now, this is actually another psychological trick of the mind that avoids a very technical challenge that afflicts most human beings, something called blank page syndrome, also known as, oh my goodness, where the hell do I start disorder? You know what I mean. It's really difficult sometimes when you start a process to just simply get out that blank page or start on that blank Google Doc or Word Doc or whatever it is, just simply, you know, what to start. So the whole idea of naming it, of just giving it a title is exactly to get you past that first thing. It can be one word, it can be a very short phrase, but it's essentially just there to get something on the paper, to get you moving. Because once you're moving, you can actually start to make progress. Okay, so... We're off and running. We have a name for our decision. There you go. That wasn't painful, was it? So don't get too caught up in this either. No one else is going to see this piece of paper. So call it what you want. This isn't supposed to be yet another decision. All right. Now, anyway, name it what you will. The next thing to do is to define the decision, the issue or the challenge, whatever it is that has brought up the reason for you having to make this decision. Now, this helps to focus your mind. Okay. It helps to focus your mind just on this decision rather than the 17 others that are floating around in your head right now. Now, this whole process is going to be much easier and much quicker if you can laser focus your mind. And that's what this does. Okay, it's not supposed to be war and peace either. Just a very quick explanation and expansion on your decision's name so that you know exactly what you're talking about, you know, to yourself. So in our example, then this might be something like the decision whether or not to raise prices and if so, how much to raise them by. Now, I was a little bit sneaky there. Technically, you should only be using this to make one clear decision. But in this case, the how much to raise them by question is such a direct follow-on from the first decision, should we raise prices, that it's okay. 
Now, if we decide not to raise the prices, and that's our decision, then the secondary decision of how much to raise them by simply goes away. So we'll let ourselves off on this one. And it doesn't make sense to do this whole process to decide to raise prices or not, only then to have to do it again to decide how much buy. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we are two parts in now. Now we've made the choice to give it a name uh, and we have a definition, just a simple one to work from. Now, two easy questions. You need to set yourself a target date and a final decision date. Now, these two might be overkill for a lot of decisions, but I left them on the sheet because some decisions will need you to go away and possibly find more information to make the right decision, in which case it's useful to set yourself a target date and an absolute final decision date. You can't possibly break, okay? This helps you to not kind of start and half do the process and then fall back into that procrastination mode. So let's say the target date is tomorrow, just for an example. So next up, why is this decision necessary? Okay, and this is a great question. It's more powerful than the definition when it comes to focusing your mind. So once you answer this and the next question, which is what are the consequences of doing nothing, you will actually become physically incapable of procrastination or hiding in the corner because now you've acknowledged A, why it's important to address this and B, what's going to happen if you don't make the decision and do something about it. Now, this is actually the fun part because all sorts of things can happen here. For one, it's very often possible that once you look at these questions, a decision that you thought was necessary actually might not be necessary at all. You might just think, that it is, you know, you, it might have crept into your head late at night and, you know, rattled around in there bothering you and you'd blown it up into some sort of monstrous proportions. But then when you've actually stared it down in the cold light of day and through the magical lens of my decision maker, well, there's actually kind of nothing. So at this stage, I'd say that something like 40% of decisions die. And that's no bad thing because I've just saved you a load of lost sleep, possibly some hiding in the corner and time. You know, that all important time that we all crave and all it cost you was a sheet of paper and about two minutes of your oh-so-precious time. Now, one decision that I know a lot of beauty business owners have been wrestling with recently is whether to finally make the switch to booking software or to finally get serious about which booking software they're using, and in which case, who do they go with? Well, let me help you with that decision right now, and you don't need my beauty business decision maker to do this because I've recently been really, really impressed with Timely Software, so much so that we've teamed up and they are sponsoring this episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. Now, Timely is the world's smartest appointment booking software, helping beauty and wellness businesses around the world to manage their time, their sanity, and their ability to generate revenue. Now, Timely is a powerful booking and business management software loved by over 40,000 customers globally. Now, it works for businesses of any size and any ambition, and it will grow along with your business aspirations. It's designed to help save you hours on admin, deliver exceptional client experiences, establish a much-loved brand, and grow your revenue. Now, with clever tools like Consult to help protect your business, your team, and your clients, Timely is an essential tool for running your business efficiently and effectively. And they don't stand still either. With over 500 software updates every year, Timely works very closely with the industry to ensure it's creating innovative solutions to help elevate the industry and constantly provide more value to its business owners. Now, Timely works beautifully with products that you already love like iZettle, Xero, QuickBooks, MailChimp, Square, Layby, and loads more. So if you've been thinking about making the switch from pen and paper or you want to test drive a new software system, visit beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash Timely or click the link in the podcast description to start a free 14-day trial. They don't do contract tie-ins or hidden fees or anything like that. Just straight-up transparent pricing. 
And because they are such lovely people, the Timely team has an exclusive offer just for listeners of today's episode, where you can get 50% off Timely for your first two months just using the promo code BBP50 when you sign up. Okay, that's BBP50 when you sign up and you'll get your first two months at 50% off no matter what plan you sign up on. Okay, back to the decision maker then. So let's plow on as if we have determined that this decision really is necessary. So in our pricing example, our first answer might be for why is this decision necessary? Let's say it's something like because our month on month revenue is down as a result of the restrictions that we've got in place following lockdown or something like that. And then the answer to our consequences of doing nothing could be, well, a continued reduction in revenue means a reduction in profits, and we only made 12% profit last year, so we need to make sure we are protecting our margins so as to avoid making a loss this year. Plus, I really want to buy that car or renovate the salon or go on a cruise or something like that. Now, in that last bit there, I like to define the consequences of doing nothing for the business, but I also like to put in there any personal consequences in there too. That may apply. Now, it doesn't just help focus the mind on the problem, but it also keeps it very grounded in something more personal to you. So it doesn't all just become wrapped up in business speak and become just the real academic decision. So if you see what I mean, now you've identified why this decision is necessary or why it's important and what happens if you do nothing. So once you've done those two things, it becomes much more difficult to ignore it. So your only choice is to plow on. Now, don't worry, we are actually about to start solving things. But first, I had to make my own decision here on something. And yes, I did use the decision maker process on this. Now, the next section is called impact on business. And this is really probably for larger decisions, okay? Ones that will have both an immediate as well as a longer term effect on your business. Now, our example about pricing would fall into this category, I think, but something like, say, how many staff to schedule over the next two weeks probably wouldn't, okay? So I decided to leave this in, but I've grayed it out so you can use it for the bigger decisions, but you can know to sort of leave it out for the smaller ones. Now, the idea here is to help you gauge the importance of this decision and possibly how much time to devote to it and whether you use some other sections of the decision maker a bit later on. So by looking at the longer term effects of this decision, we can make this choice for ourselves. So first of all, look at the next three months and then the next six to 12 months and then 12 months onwards. So in our example, I could put something like this. Okay, so in the next three months, I could put um, return the business to pre-COVID monthly revenue levels. And then in six to 12 months, I could put something like um, recoup some of the lost revenue over lockdown by driving new clients and driving rebookings at the new higher prices. And then 12 months plus, I could put something like um, grow the business by beating last year's profits using the new pricing then I can book a holiday, buy the car, renovate the salon, and possibly even look at the prices once again. Now, these are just some simple answers off the top of my head. And that's exactly what this first page of The Decision Maker is all about. It's all about just getting the ideas out of your head, looking at the problem or the decision in the cold light of day, rather than that kind of blown out of all proportion corridors of your mind. But now it's time to start getting creative. So the second half of the first page is dedicated to a decision mind map. Now, we've done all the logical initial analysis now. It's time to get all of those thoughts, all those worries, the doubts, the beliefs, the benefits, the effects, all of that stuff down on paper too. Literally dump everything out of your brain about this decision, you know, who it's going to affect, what might go wrong, what might go right, everything in some form down on the paper. Only then can you sort through it see what's nonsense, see what's relevant and what's important and what's not. So once again, just getting to this stage is often enough 
to help you get out of your head, out of being stuck in Procrastinationville and moving on to the wonderful shores of Decision Town. Now, I personally love the mind map bit. So much is going on up there in our heads when things are all kind of just stuck in there. All kinds of weird things start to happen. Things seem much more real and worse when they're cupped up in our minds, don't they? Just think about a tough time that you've been through. You know, as a business owner that just went through enforced lockdown of some description, I imagine that's not very hard to look back on. So how many of us, whilst things remained in our heads, took things or take things to the very worst possible conclusion? You know, things like, my business is going to fail. I'll lose my home. How am I going to feed my kids? No one will ever talk to me again. I'll be a complete failure. Does this sound familiar? Does this, you know, if you really analyze what's going on in your head, does this sound familiar to you? Well, that's the kind of stuff that happens when things stay up there in your head. So if you'd have taken the time to write down on paper and map out all those things that would have needed to happen and to not happen to reach that outcome that you just catastrophized in your mind, you would have actually seen just how ridiculous it was. I mean, sure, it's a possibility but how many points, how many times in there would things have had to have continually gone wrong? And how many times would there have been an opportunity for you to turn things around and stop that very, very worst thing happening? Now, seriously, if you ever find yourself lying awake at night, unable to sleep, worrying about something going round and round and round in your head, and, you know, find yourself hitting that catastrophe zone, then just get up, grab some paper, and actually write down the steps that make up your own worst case scenario and just see all the things that would have to happen and just how ridiculous this is when you commit it to paper. So get stuff out of your head. That's a really key lesson here. So right, so now we have our creative brain dumped down on paper and you've done some evaluation to scribble out what's not relevant or what's not important and you've somehow highlighted, you've circled, done something to figure out what the things are that are important and that are relevant to this decision. So one of two things will now have happened. Number one, having done the right brain and left brain analysis work, the decision may very well now be clear. And if it is, then congratulations, it worked. Turn over the page, go down to the bottom and write in the decision that you have come to. However, there is still a possibility that the decision isn't yet quite clear. So that brings us to number two. This is a bigger decision than we thought, in which case we need a little bit more information. So turn over the page and start at the top. Now, there's a section to write in the subject or the decision name again at the top of the second page. That's there on purpose, okay? I didn't accidentally leave it there from page one. You don't have to do this, but sometimes it's helpful after that first set of analysis, that first set of thoughts and the mind dump to just re-clarify the decision for yourself again. You know, doing a mind map or that brain dump can bring up unrelated topics and possibly other related decisions that need to be made. Now, that's useful to know that these things are all linked, but we don't want those other decisions to get in the way of making this one. That's a straight route back to Procrastinationville. So if you need to, and it's worth it, trust me, just write in the decision that you're trying to make again, just the title and the same as you wrote it down at the very start of this exercise on page one. Okay, so next we've decided we need a bit more data, a bit more information to help us make the best decision. Now, if the decision wasn't clear after completing page one, the chances are that you're going to need a bit of help. Now, that could be in the form of more information, more research, assistance from other people. That could be a coach, a mentor, your accountant, another advisor, your partner, even your team, possibly even some of your clients. So the next session is there to help you clarify that. Write down the additional information that you're going to need in the data column and the people that you might need to speak to in order to get that information in the people column. Then go and do it. 
Now, remember to plan this in based on the target decision date that you set on the page at the start. Now, possibly following on from this, from the new information that you've researched or the people you've spoken to, you may now hopefully have more information. So now it's time to weigh up the alternatives. So you can write down four options here, up to four options maximum. Now, I like to aim for a maximum of three, but I've included space for four just in case three isn't always the magic number. So write down briefly what the alternatives or options are for your decision. Now, it might just be one thing or another, and that's fine, but write these down in just enough detail so that you can kind of clearly tell one from the other. Now, going back to our example, based on our initial premise that revenue and therefore profits are down, one alternative to a price rise could be to reduce costs. So maybe I'd write that down as an alternative. Another might be to put on some big promotions to bring in some quick money fast. Now, the next thing to do is then to evaluate these options. Now, I've given you space to put some notes next to these as the relative benefits of each alternative. So let's say I'd written down the alternatives that I just mentioned. So for the option to reduce costs, I might write something like uh, how much I'd need to reduce those costs by each month to bring profits back in line. And then is that realistic? If it meant losing a member of staff, which is often one of the biggest ways to reduce costs, how would that actually affect takings? You know, would it actually have uh, the effect that I need it to have? And then for the option of, say, having a big promotion, that might look great because, you know, last time we did a big promotion, it worked really well and it brought in an additional 28 grand in revenue. However, is that sustainable month on month? Is it enough to bring profits back in line for the year? And how many of these big promotions can you have if you need to keep doing them? Now, these are just examples. You know, it could be that reminding yourself of the promotions idea is perfect for you. Maybe 28 grand would get you right back on track for the year and it actually feels like a much better option for you than a price rise. Now, the point here is that you've offered it as an alternative and then you've sensibly evaluated it in some way. Now, a quick point here that I've learned over the years is if you find yourself only finding negatives with the alternatives to your original decision point or idea, then that's usually an indication that your original idea is the right one. You just needed a little bit more convincing of it. And equally, if you find yourself only finding positives about the alternatives, then the opposite is true. Your original idea or decision premise is the wrong one, and one of the alternatives is more likely going to be the one to go with. Now, there are also some cost and priority columns that I've left in there as well, because often in business, there's going to be a cost implication to any alternative. And remember, it's not always money. Could be money, not always money. Could be time, it could be your time, someone else's time, or even just a time delay. But now we come to crunch time, I'm afraid. You've done all the analysis. You've clarified the reason for needing to make a decision. You've looked at the short and long-term implications. You've mind-dumped all your thoughts around the decision, as well as possibly finding out some more information and speaking to some people you trust or know more about whatever it is than you do. And you've looked at some possible alternatives. There is nothing more you can do now other than make that decision. But I assure you, this process has never, ever failed me. It's never left me in limbo. By the end of the process, even if I've had to do both pages, I've always had a much clearer, if not crystal clear, outlook on which decision to make. Ah, oh, I feel so much better to have shared that with you. So I really do. I urge you to give this a try. Next time you've got any sort of significant decision to make, or you find one that you're avoiding, use my decision maker. Use it a few times and it will become so familiar to you that you'll actually be able to do almost all of the first part of the process on autopilot, okay? You'll be able to define the decision clearly as well as why the decision is necessary and the consequences of doing nothing. Now, as I said before, it's at this point, you know, halfway down the first page, 
uh, that a lot of decisions are either made or shown up as not being an issue at all. So you'll be able to do this for yourself in just a few seconds. And then if you decide that you do need to keep going, then you can reach for the Beauty Business Decision Maker Worksheet and help you further make that decision. Now, I really hope that's been useful for you. This might seem like something that, you know, isn't going to be a big help. But trust me, I've come back to this again and again and again over the years. I know how hard it can be sometimes to make a decision that you, you know, rather do absolutely anything else. You find yourself doing things in the salon that you've, you know, just been putting off doing forever if it simply gets you out of making a decision. And that's when I want you to reach for the beauty business decision maker to make all of that pain, all of that heartache, all of that discomfort and difficulty simply go away. And when you do that, let me know how you got on. Send me an email to adam at salonbusinesssecrets.com to tell me what the decision was and how the decision maker helped you. And if you also, if you have any questions, please reach out to me with those too. Now, as well as decisions being a constant when it comes to running your own business, there's another thing that all businesses have in common too, the need for clients. 96% of beauty businesses need or want more clients and the vast majority of these struggle in some way to get them and it really needn't be that way. I've used the same proven process to fill appointment books for salons, spas, and clinics that I've worked with for years. It's not based on the latest social media platform or Insta trend. It's all based on the timeless understanding of three important secrets of client getting as a service-based beauty business owner. And I'm gonna share these three secrets with you in a new workshop that I'm holding very, very soon. So if you want to move past needing clients and live in a world of full appointment books, no more late cancellations and no-shows, and more than anything, clients that are a joy for you to serve and generate you the money that you want for all your hard work, then come and join me. All you need to do is go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash secrets. That's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash secrets. And I'll teach you the secrets and help you finally get the clients you want to make your beauty business a success.